0: welcome back to worship weekly be sure to like comment subscribe and most importantly share worship weekly with someone else this week this week's message is is time and the scripture is ephesians 5 verse 16 and first the scotland evangelical presbyterian church choir
1: I want to talk to you this morning about time. And we need to watch our time. And we need to not be a lot of playing around and stuff when you need to be. Take your time and use it wisely. Time is worth something to us. That's our lifetime. And we can do a lot if we're taking it and depending on our time. So I want to talk to you about time. Father, we ask that you might. Bless this message on time. Speak to our hearts and souls. Let us be able to be a blessing to somebody this morning. For it's in Jesus' sweet name we ask this. Amen. And amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Redeem in the time because the days are evil. Redeem in the time but the days are evil. Time is precious. Paul says, buy it up and use it wisely because the days are evil. Time is a section cut out of the circle of eternity. Time. Time is made up of small fragments, three hundred, thirty-one, five hundred sixty thousand seconds a year. Time killed is to find oneself killed. It is life treasure to unionize or to waste. It is life's book for learn wisdom or die fools. It is life's tree to pluck precious fruit of the f- spirit or to pass away in soul danger. It is life's ladder up which you may go eternal honor, or down which may go to eternal ruin. I want you to listen to me real closely. It is number one time to number our days. Number one, life at best is brief, pitiful to waste time. Don't waste a lot of your time, do something, be busy. I hate it today. When a president of the United States of America is paid people not to work, kids on drugs, killing themselves and dying, killing, tearing up, uh, burning police cars, burning menaces and robbing them. It's, it's bad, it's wasted time. Kids need to be taught something. Be Remember the uncertainty of life. Life is like a vapor you hear today and go tomorrow. And you need to redeem that time. Remember the uncertainty of life. You never know when you're gonna die, when you're gonna uh, be sick, laid up. So you really wanna remember that t- your time. James chapter four. Let me give you a couple of verses of scripture to read. Verse four, chapter four, verse uh, thirteen sixteen. It says, "Go to now, ye that may say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, buy and sell and get game. Whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished away." You need to underline that verse of scripture there. Verse fourteen. Verse fifteen said, For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and do not do it it not, to him it is sin. So we need it we need. do our time. Third thing, it is our season to build and to lay up treasures. Many things such as health, wealth, knowledge, friendship, reputation may be recovered, but not time. You can't recover time. Two, it is time to awaken awake. Ephesians five fourteen: Awaken thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Ephesians five fourteen. They wake to the office of sin and to op- opportunities. Man, we need to realize our sin is. Sin is rampaging our country today because of the president. Because so of letting the presidents go. Having no prison term. Don't even charge them. And some of these vice presidents paying some of these bad criminals. They're Tickets, let them get back out in the street, they're doing the same thing again. So awaken to the awfulness of sin and to the opportunity. He that's sleeping and harvest his son, son that causes shame. And we don't need to we don't need to lay around out sleeping all the time. Kids need to learn how to work. People learn how to get back to work. People ought to work. Be awakened to the presence of God. Too many of us sleep as disciples on Transfiguration or in Gethsemane. We don't realize the presence of God in our life. And you need to realize that, God's presence. If you save, God lives in you. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you do, what you take. Everything about you can't hide from God. You might hide from me, but you can't hide from God. You might do sin. Uh, and I don't know it, but hide it from me. But you can't hide it from God, and you need to realize that. The third thing, the first, it is time to seek the Lord. Behold, now is the day of salvation, Second Corinthians 6, 2. Faith in tomorrow, instead of Christ's, is Satan's weapon. The rich man and Lazarus, a wonderful illustration, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and I can tell you this, that uh, if you don't respond to the gospel, when you hear it and get to try to get saved, you could die and go to hell. Years ago I brought a young man to church with his family, his mama, and she brought the other kids to church. I used to pick 'em up in the, on a bus and bring them to church. And Airbase Road Baptist Church, where I got saved, you was know, Sharps Church. When I was thirty-one years old, I run a big bus, biggest one they had there. Brought the biggest loads in every Sunday morning, because it was Saturday when I got off work selling cars. I knocked doors and went sales, different routes, seeing how I could pick up kids. If i seen toys and my and stuff in the yard, I knew some kids there. So I'd stop and try to get them kids. And I'd get a lot of people I brought a young man that was going to school, and he graduated that year. And he's, they were all Catholics. They went to Catholic Church with me. They found out that I'd gotten saved, and I'd quit Catholic Church. I'd go into Baptist church, and they wanted to come and see what happened. And that boy and his mama, the first morning they was there, got on a conviction. I walked him up to the front. and We led him to Christ at Airbase Road Baptist Church. And that boy was, was finishing high school. and He graduated that year, and he had just gotten saved. And I was, I. Uh, Moved up to Arkansas and become a preacher. Had a little church up there. Started. It. Had a little culture church first. Then I started a church, built a nice church. That woman got a hold of me. And said, Brother Jackson, would you come down here and preach my son's sermon? I said, what happened to him? He called, right? got killed the other night. Since you led him to Christ, I want you to bury him. I said, I'd be glad to. We drove down, me and my wife and children to Alexandria again, Pineville, Louisiana. Went over there. She was over there and said, he got saved when you was here. He graduated. There was a bunch of boys in a convertible. Wanted them to go out and drink and have a good time. He really didn't want to go, but he went. And I don't know if he was drinking or not. My brother's accident, Car turned over and squashed his head in and killed him right there. He was the only one that Carl got killed. And I want you to know that I'll see him in heaven one day because you took time to come by our house, visit us and bring us to church on bus. And I want you to thank you for that. And my husband wants to thank you for it. And I wish you was back down here. We just he going to this church We'll be glad to go to church with you over there. I said, Well, I could get the bus to come by there and pick you all up. But I'm I pastor a small church in Arkansas. <laughs> and I'm starting a church of my own up there. And I'm on a bill. Uh, I won't be driving a bus over here and I'm pick picking up nobody. Because I'm working up there trying to get people saved. So, she thanked me. She said, well, I'm going to go over that air base and try to witness and see. Hopefully my husband will get saved if he's not saved. So you never know who you touch in life. I had a good friend of mine several years ago that uh, had a lot of pain. I used to work for me at a fence business here in Taoga. And they say he had so much pain he couldn't take it anymore. He was a preacher, surrendered to preach, started a little church in Tioga, over there, by Marla Ford Company, Community Baptist Church. And he started a nice little church over there. And uh, another man started, and he took it. He surrendered to preach. like got killed in a car, a truck wreck. He was drinking, and got drunk and he was gambling and drinking and running with women and he was a married man. And he took his truck, drove at eighty miles an hour into the uh, a tree around round Tyoga, Williams Road, and sent that tree and put that the motor of that truck inside him, crushed him. When they called me I'll come down to see him, me and my wife then went to the hospital, and his head was big as a, a basketball. They didn't think he was going to make it, but he did. And when he made it, he told his wife, he said, Baby, we need to get back in church when he starts serving the Lord again. And they did. He started that little church. Another man started to give it to him. He took it. And he was doing pretty fair with it. And then he got, got hurt and so bad on said he shot himself seven bed one night, committed suicide, because he couldn't take the pain anymore. And that's, that just broke my heart when I heard about it. I was down sick or something, I do remember. I wasn't even able to go to this funeral. But I thought a lot about the man. But uh, he'd gotten away from God. I'd led him to Christ. My wife led his wife to Christ. After that wreck, he surrendered to preach, and started serving the Lord again. Then he got so bad a shape that uh, he took his own life, and he broke my heart. He all the blessings, all the good things that he'd done. He lost his rewards. When he took his own life, he lost some of his rewards. You couldn't, you couldn't help him, because I wasn't here anymore. When I used to come through town, he'd find out I was there, and he'd beg me to stop. Stop and talk to him, pray with him. He'd cry in my vehicle. Tell me, before he got right again, he wasn't doing right, <laughs> wasn't living right. He needed to get back in church. And when he did, he started that church over there. He took that church from another preacher and he kept it going until he killed himself. He lived right across the street from that church. I felt so sorry for him. And the burden. I said, he just got out of the will of God and couldn't take it anymore. God help us. I hope somebody listening to this sermon will listen to me on some of these stories I tell, these true stories, wouldn't lie to you. And you need to know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. You. If you're listening to this sermon and you're not saved, uh, you can bow your head right now, close your eyes, and ask Jesus to come in your heart and save you, and he'll do it than getting a good Bible-believing church and start serving the Lord Jesus Christ and living for Him, and He'll take care of you. I want to um, thank you for listening to me. and Father, I ask you to make this bless. take this sermon and put it in the hearts of the people and let them respond to it. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Roe Louisiana, talking to travelers already. I'm we'll to let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church.
0: And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.